Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and Nate Picati with Jake Gutierrez on this Thursday, January 25th, 2024. The show's packed today. We'll have Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, our NFL insider Adam Kaplan, Gary Dieter, and Anthony Sherman will be with us in the 8 o'clock hour, and then Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star in the 9 o'clock hour. We're also jam-packed with sound from out at Arrowhead Stadium. Yesterday is uh, I was out there. Nate Bikati was out there. Todd Lebo was out there. Seren Petra was out there. Paige and Bethany from our social media department were both out there, and so we had a uh, we had a full house out at Arrowhead Stadium yesterday. Covering the Chiefs, both in the locker room where Nate and I and Paige were, and the uh, and the press conferences where Todd and Seren and Bethany were. My voice is horrible, by the way. So there it is. What happened? Is this- <clears throat> it's been going back and forth, but then I it was a, a very exciting basketball game last night, mm. and so. I think it's nice. I think it adds a little depth uh, to it. Yeah, yeah a little timber. It's painful. Well, bit. that's that's right. the crappy part. No pain, no gain, though. <clears throat> Playoff time. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get through it. I, uh, there was a lot of, you know, defense. Hands up, girls. Come on. See, it's going. Oh, man. It was intense. Oh, yeah, they lost, but it was a great game. They played at Park Hill South. Park Hill South had a lot of size. And... uh it's cool, too, because now that they're playing some of the other uh, Northland schools, it seems like every one of them has at least one girl that uh, they played club ball with. Mm. And it's just, you know, it's crazy. These these kids grow. Yeah. You know, they don't say the same. I'm like, is that? And I, you know, and I helped coach for Northland Elite, and so it's, you know, even though they're on the other team, there's a little sense of pride there that I, you know, I helped coach. Yeah. Some of them, and I'm looking. Is that the is that the little girl that I coached four years ago? Why is she six one? What happened? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, yeah, it was cool though. It was a really and a bunch of people showed up. It was a great crowd, and that's good for the girls. Um, and it was back and forth. They ended up losing thirty four to thirty. But I uh, I'll show you the video later because I try to take as much video as I can. Because then she likes to watch. Selena likes to watch it with me after the game. And uh, the score was tied with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And there's a sequence where she had a rebound, came down, made a pass, got open and hit a three to break the tie. And I I got up and I dropped my phone. And, you know, yelling for my baby girl. Yeah. And it was my voice. And then it was gone. Then it was over. So I feel like I got razor blades in my throat right now. What's that little spray you use with the tuxedo on it? Entertainer or secret? Yeah, you got any of that? I don't. You know what? Somewhere I do. I don't know. It's been a little bit. It's been a while. I don't know if that would work right now. I don't know what I got to do. Something. But uh, and they play Saint Teresa's again on Friday, and they play at Bishop Ward on Monday. I know. At Ward. Man. Yeah, whatever. I'll be there. We're gonna have a fun time, and now you're not gonna. Now you're no, gonna I'm, be I've, ar- I've already got a commitment on Monday. Commit this. 
I'm really disappointed. I haven't been back to Bishop Ward in a few years, I think. I can't remember the last time. It's been a while. You'll see a you can see a composite picture there with the graduating class in ninety four somewhere in that building. I'll take some video for you. That'd be great. So we had a chance to talk to uh Shamari Connor who stepped in and played all but one snap for the defense after Mike Edwards went out with injury uh, in the game against the Buffalo Bills. And Mike Edwards is still in concussion protocol. So Shamari Connor, the rookie that the Chiefs moved up in the fourth round to select, could end up with a big role again on Saturday or on Sunday. Uh, we also talked to tight end Noah Gray. And we talked to uh, Jawan Taylor, the Chiefs' uh, right tackle. And so... Not a whole lot going on in the uh, in the locker room, and again, to give you an idea of, of of what the what the process is, you have I don't know like fifteen to twenty players that are already scheduled to go to the podium and speak in press conference format yesterday, today, and then tomorrow. Probably about fifteen or so. is that right? I don't know, but. They're they're the the who's who, and so since they're going to be at the podium answering questions uh, in a uh, in a press conference setting, then they ask us not to go up to them and try to do interviews with them in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So then that eliminates Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Reed, Harrison Bucker, Creed Humphrey, Rasheed Rice, Nick Bolton. Travis Kelsey, Legereus Need, George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, Mike Dana, and Trey Smith. So this was one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, 14. That's close. And so, you know, those are no-goes. And then the locker room's open from for us from uh, 1145 to 1230. And there's some players that, oh, media's in there. I will not be in the locker room for these 45 minutes. I will get treatment. I will get lunch. I will mm-hmm. sit in the room adjacent to the locker room, but I'm not going to make myself available. But there were, there were, you know, enough for us to talk to. Like I said, Noah Gray and Jawan Taylor and Shamari Connor were all in there. Had a chance to uh, approach Justin Reed, even though uh, he's, like I said, scheduled to speak at the podium. I did make a... Uh, I did make sure to, when I saw Justin, I went up to him. I said, guard these nuts. <laughs> and he, uh, he liked, he got a kick out of that. If you remember, uh, after he sent a tweet out, somebody responded. Uh, he can't guard it, you know, he can't guard anyone. And he said, zero, zero completions or whatever. Can't guard anyone, LOL. Guard these nuts. These nuts? <laughs> and he told someone on social media. And so I made sure to go up and say that to him and tell them that tell them we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed that exchange on X. And he appreciated that. So I did that on your behalf, Jake. It's much appreciated. Justin Reed seemed pleased that it was good to see the smile on his yeah. face. I love that dude. I love the way he plays. I also tried to talk to Willie Gay. Yeah. That didn't that didn't um, what happened? come together. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see it? No. 
Yeah, right. To, right as we got in, he was sitting at his locker, so I just went up and said, "Hey, can we? Are you talking today, Willie?" And he said, "They don't want me to." Yeah. Well, because of yeah. the injury, and I said. Oh, who told you not to? And, and he points over. Luke is walking yeah. by. He goes, "That guy right there." And I said, "Luke, you're telling him not to talk to us, you son of a." And he goes, "You know the you know the deal. If you leave the game injured, you're not talking this week." Right. If you're questionable, yeah. whatever yeah. else, because they're not, you know. Yeah. So that's legitimate. That yeah. wasn't just no, you. no, no. It wasn't just you. Yeah, <laughs> I was. They told me not to say anything to you. Nah, you. Because yeah. last else. year this time. <laughs> right. No, it was uh, Luke just doing his job. It was all good. Luke's a good guy. So the uh, the injury report, that's the most important thing right now that we have to follow. Uh, not a whole lot to go by. Not a whole lot uh, changed or not a whole lot of information given out uh, yesterday. Um, the obvious, Derek Nottie, who's out, didn't practice. Sky Moore didn't practice. Uh, Trey Smith, with an illness, did not practice. Mike Edwards, still going through concussion protocol, did not practice. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, with a, an ankle-slash-toe, did not practice, but he uh, he told the media that he would be ready to go on Sunday, so that's just precautionary and giving him a day of rest, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then Joe Tooney did not practice with his pectoral injury. Willie Gay was a limited participant, battling his neck injury. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, limited participant. Legeria Sneed, uh, limited participant. And then uh, Prince Tega Winogo, uh, offensive lineman, returned to practice. He's on the IR, so now he's eligible to return from the IR, so that could provide the Chiefs with some uh, good depth at the offensive line. But then everyone else battling any kind of injury was a full participant. For the Ravens, Mark Andrews, their star tight end, he was a full participant in practice. Marlon Humphrey, the corner, was a limited participant with his calf. Um, and so those were the two main names off the Baltimore Ravens injury list. And so now the Chiefs have been the more healthy team uh, in the playoff game against Miami. They were the more healthy team against Buffalo. Now the tables have turned. They are the ones clearly badly more injuries than the Baltimore Ravens. This is how it goes. And, hey, you know what? That's one of the benefits of getting that bye week and only having to play one game to get to the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs have had to play two, and now the injuries are starting to uh, starting them out. But that's no excuse. It is what it is, and that's how it goes. And the Chiefs were able to overcome those injuries and get that one against Buffalo, That the injuries they suffered in that game, to Mike Edwards and Willie Gay. And so we'll see. I, I, I'm... I'm I feel good about Willie Gay playing and coming back. Um, with with concussion, with Mike Edwards, I mean, who, uh, who knows? No idea. Um, and then it just seems like it's trending towards Joe Tooney not playing um, and Nick Allegretti stepping in, and they're hoping if they can beat the Ravens, then Joe Tooney would be ready for the Super Bowl, so. Man, if, if Tooney can play, get him out there. But again, I'm a, I'm a I, I, I'm a fan of Nick Allegretti, and I think he can go in there and perform at a high level and uh, help the Chiefs win this game. Let's break. When we come back, we can start to play this sound. We'll play because uh, we've got 
guests. We're loaded with guests from 7 until 10 o'clock, so we'll get the sound for you in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll play our uh, conversations with Shamari Connor and Noah Gray and Juwan Taylor and then play some uh, podium sound from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, um, Justin Reed, Chris Jones, Butker, Creed Humphrey, all that and more. Coming up, uh, and also uh, Travis Kelsey from the New Heights Podcast. So we got lots for you after this on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Rookie safety Shamari Connor played all but one snap for the defense against Buffalo in the division round of the playoffs, and Pro Football Focus had him rated as uh, the highest-rated defender of the weekend. And so... He was in the locker room, and you'll hear me and Nate and a few others. Who else was in there? Mick Schaefer, maybe? Yeah. Jesse Newell. Lynn Jennings. Lynn Jennings, all right. But uh, most of it's Nate and I. And then some others talking to rookie safety Shamari Connor yesterday in the Chiefs locker room. All right, so uh, your, your your teammates just told us to call you C2. Are you accepting that nickname? You, you don't like it, or what, how do you feel about that? Um, no, nah, I like it. It's fine. So C2, is that good? All right. Yeah, C2. All right, then. So you, had a, you, know, you played every snap but one in this game against Buffalo, obviously, after Mike Edwards went down. Uh, how, how, how much were you prepared for to play as, as far as the game plan, and how did that change once Mike uh, was, uh, was out with the concussion? Um, you know, you prepare for the worst every week, so that's when you go back up. You got prepared to um, – you know, you always want to play away, so you always got to prepare like you go play every snap. So I was definitely prepared to go in and play every every play. So now that you're in the postseason, how comfortable are you in the uh, you know in the defense and, and knowing what to do as opposed to maybe if this would have happened early on in the season? Uh, I'm very comfortable in the defense now. I think if it, if it would have happened early, I would have still been fine. Um, but now it's definitely much much more familiar with me and. Um, definitely more comfortable. What was that crowd like? It looked like you guys, or at least some of the team, were having some back and forth. Did you get hit with any snowballs? Was it rough out there? That was the first road playoff game in a long time. What was the atmosphere like? Um, it was a, it was a, it was a good atmosphere. You know, while you're on the field, you don't really, you don't really pay attention too much to it. You know, it'll be more so when you, um, on the sideline when the defense come off, you will see snowballs being thrown and stuff like that. But other than that, no, nah, it wasn't. Nothing crazy. You talk about being prepared to go in, even if you're a backup at the time. But when you're a backup, you don't get as many reps with the ones in practice every week. So, what do you have to do to be prepared to go in the game if they call your number? Um, you just got to study, study, study the playbook, study the game plan, and make sure you're on point. Um, it ain't, it ain't really too, too many opportunities to throughout the week to, um, you know, get everybody um, plays and reps. So you got to make sure you're on top of your playbook. You guys took on a quarterback who was really dangerous in the run game last week in Josh Allen. Obviously, Lamar Jackson might be even more dangerous in the run game. I know they don't run exactly the same way, but is there any benefit to playing a running quarterback last week to get you ready for this week? Um, I, yeah, I definitely think it's some benefits. You know, it, it's always good to to see, like, you know, it's definitely going to be more with Lamar, but to see a, a 
snapshot of what we'll what we'll be ready to see next week. So, what's that like as a safety? You got a quarterback, but you got to worry about whether or not he's going to run it or throw it. Um, it's it'll be it's tough on safeties because you know a lot of times you back there looking at the quarterback and you just waiting for him to throw it, and when he get ready to um, take it in the goal, you got to go try to get him down. Sometimes you could be the last line of defense, so. Stuff. We're not even seeing the Chiefs as underdogs. You guys are underdogs, according to Vegas, going into this game. Is that motivation at all, or an extra extra chip on the shoulder? Um, I think the motivation was already there, but um, yeah, I, yeah, that could definitely be some added motivation for sure. The, the Chiefs thought enough of you to move up in the fourth round, trade up, and, and, and draft you. And, and Dave Merritt, the defensive backs coach, maybe doesn't get enough credit for uh, you know how well you guys play. What's it like to play for him? And maybe give me some examples of, of why Dave Merritt's such a good coach. You know, coaching the defensive backs. Um, you know, he just go hold us accountable, make sure we on our, make sure we always on our stuff. So make sure we always locked in. So he's a, he a great coach. He go always make. Sure we're gonna talk about our game. Um, he always try to give us something to motivate us and give us something to look forward to. But yeah, he's a great coach. You know, as a rookie, what's it feel like your rookie season? You're getting ready to play in the AFC Championship game with the defending champs against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I mean, what's that feel like in your first year in the NFL? Um, it's a crazy feeling, definitely coming from last year, um, coming from Virginia Tech, coming from my last season being a finishing three and eight. So um, it's definitely. A big difference, huge difference. You know, it's a blessing to be in this position, blessing to, um, you know, to be on this team and to be able to try to help and make plays for the team. Did Mike tell you anything after the game? Just stepped in for him? Um, you know, just a lot of good jobs and, um, you know, just bigging me up, telling me, uh, you know, all the good things. But, yeah, I definitely talked to Mike a lot. And what, what about Coach Bagnolo? What did he think about your performance against the Bills? Um, pretty much the same, you know. Uh, just telling me good, good job, good way to step up, um, good job preparing and being ready. There are a lot of guys on that were rookies last year on this squad, like Joshua and Trent. Hey, you lean up, you get any advice from those guys going into this game at all? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, we as a DB room, you know, we always talk, we always. Um, bounce ideas and stuff off each other. So I definitely talked to those guys, definitely told me what to look forward to and, um, you know, how to go about it. What do you take from them? Anything specific? Um, not anything specific. You know, I usually just watch guys, see how they move and see how things are going. I usually just, you know, um, like take context clues, basically. How close were you to, to getting that fumble? Oh man, I, w- I wish I would. I wish I would have had it, but you know, next time knowing the importance of the situation, I definitely jump on it. Yeah, what's the protocol there? Because a lot of times DBs, I mean, they, I assume they want you to kind of scoop and score. You're more athletic there and everything. Other times to pounce. What, what, what was that? I guess the lesson learned or, or what the coaches said after. Uh, you know, it's, it's really um, if people in the area you want to jump on it. If nobody's around, then you you'll want to scoop it. You know, it was somebody in the area, so I said I jumped on. It. Was there any? Anybody in front of you would you score? Oh, yeah, I definitely would have scored. How did it feel when you saw that field goal go wide right? Uh, it was a crazy feeling. It was a crazy feeling. Um, you know, um, I, I'm i trying to think if I've ever been a part of a, um, a game ending on a field goal, but I don't think so. So it was definitely a, one, a one-time feeling for me. You know, it was crazy to see that, but it was it was an amazing feeling. So that was Ricky Shamari Connor yesterday in the locker room. He wishes he would have uh, fallen on the fumble. So do I. <laughs> so everyone watching. 
But he thought he could score. Scoop is me. Just imagine if he would have scooped and scored. Would have gone crazy. Saw his name in lights. Yeah. But it happened the way it was meant to happen, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's all. All right, let's uh, let's listen to tight end Noah Gray, who was uh, trying to escape the locker room before Nate Bucati <laughs> cut him off with the pass. And he was kind enough to stop for a few minutes. Here's a tight end Noah Gray. Just a, kind of a generic question on the excitement level. I mean, it, it almost seems like old hat, you guys, in the AFC Championship game. But but does it ever get old? How excited are you guys for this one? Not really excited. We're playing a really awesome and um, well-coached Baltimore Ravens team with a lot of talent. So it's going to be a lot of fun going down there. And they obviously have the top-ranked defense in the NFL. What impresses you the most about the Ravens when you take a look at them on the defensive side? Yeah, everything. I mean, they're smart. They run a lot of different uh, defensive coverages and different uh, stunts up front. So that's six. Out. They got a lot of talent up front and in the back end. So it's just a really solid all-around defense and team. Um, and we're just really excited to go out there for that challenge. I've seen people like Dan Orlovsky breaking down the fact that the Chiefs have been using a lot of multiple tight end sets lately and having a lot of success with that. Um, obviously, as a tight end, I'm, I'm assuming you love that part of it. What do, you, what do you think has given you guys so much success when you are able to go with multiple tight ends right now? We just got great guys in the room that love ball. Um, you see that in every single position group that we have, offense and defense. So we just have fun whenever... Um, you know, coaches dial us up, and uh, you know we just go out there and have fun with it, regardless of whether we're running the ball or throwing the ball. It's all fun to us, and you know we play the best position in football, in my opinion. The tight end position, it's a lot of fun, block catch, and do all that stuff. So it's a great position to be a part of. We have a lot of great guys in the room that um, execute their jobs very well. What was, what was the experience like going on the road in that hostile environment and getting that win, first road playoff win for Mahomes and the Chiefs in this era? So what, what, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was a great atmosphere. Love going out to Buffalo, um, you know, but we're on to Baltimore this week, and I'm sure that they got uh, a great crowd there and a great atmosphere. Who's right, th- who's right there? I'll let you brag on him. Uh, what do you think, Blake, last game against the Bills? He's the man. I mean, he killed it. He's blocking well, uh, running great routes. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot from Blake over the past three years that I've been here. He's been the vet in the room, and I'm just grateful to have him as a teammate. He's a phenomenal dude, even better friend, um, great teammate, and not enough good things I could say about him. The movement that this offense has made going forward, you guys are moving the ball down the field, red zone success last week. And talk about a little bit how would you assess this offense and the progress it's made over the past few years. You guys are just coming in and working hard, um, doing what our coaches are asking us to do. Our coaches are doing a great job game planning and scheming um, us up every single week. So um, just an all-around credit to every guy that steps in here and comes to work every day. What do you uh, chalk up to the uh, limiting mistakes that have been made in the past? Drop balls, penalties, and things like that? Yeah, I mean, just focus and going out and practice and realizing we need to do certain fundamental things better. And uh, I think guys have stepped up to that challenge and done a great job with going out and practice and working hard on the things when you get better at. You guys are rarely the underdog. Back to back weeks, you the underdog. You kind of dig that and maybe put an extra chip on the shoulder of people cutting you out? No, we're just going out there and playing the game that, that we love to play. We don't think too much about that. We know we have a phenomenal Baltimore Ravens team that we're going to go in and play against, and we got our work cut out for us, so we're going to attack practice this week. And, um, you know, can't wait to get out there on Sunday and play against those guys. What do you see from Thanks, uh, play, uh, Is playoff Patrick different than regular season Patrick? No, Patrick's great. Um, regular season, preseason, playoffs, so. Um, just fortunate enough to play with a guy like that who cares so much about his teammates and cares so much about this game to put the work in every single week. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun going out there and battling with that dude.
Yeah, this last question is ridiculous. So I apologize. How much uh, credit do you give to the work you did with Garrick Dieter on the pickleball court leading to this successful season that you've had? Gives me a lot of different diversity in my skill set out here. Yeah, <laughs> tremendous athlete to try to match up against, isn't he? No doubt. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good one. That was Noel Gray. Chief's tight end. Gives him a lot of diversity. Right. When he, you know, That's right. Training on the pickleball court, gets him ready. By the way, the, uh, the Chiefs have an AFC championship game to worry about, and that's what we're covering. But uh, Jim Harbaugh, head coach of the L.A. Chargers now, so didn't want to ignore that headline. Good hire. Yeah. Great hire. Great hire. Yeah. Great hire. If you want to battle for second place and seize it, you can get it. Oh. Foul. You can get it. Oh, man. Guess who's going to be the offseason champs this year in the AFC West? Yeah, whatever. Stop me if you heard that. Harbaugh and Herbert. Oh, boy. Good. Now they've done it. It's going to put them over the top. That's going to be awesome. That's talent. Put them right into a wild card spot. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Let's switch up here. Let's play a couple of uh, clips from Travis Kelsey on the New Heights podcast. This was pretty good. Um... He had a few interesting things to say. <laughs> One of them I thought was really interesting. He he took the blame for the McCarman fumble, which is amazing. Uh, what a teammate Travis Kelsey is. But we'll get, let's start from the top. Uh, Travis Kelsey was asked about the hostile environment in Buffalo. He said he doesn't pay any attention to the noise outside the locker room. I don't give a damn if they respect <laughs> us or not. I could give a f- keep disrespecting us. Keep telling us that we don't have it all. We're in another AFC Championship game, and uh, we're looking forward to the to the challenge coming yeah. up. Man, that's all I give a damn about. One of the best defenses we'll we'll face all year. We faced all year, and and it's another away game in the playoffs. Another hostile environment. Here, Travis Kelsey says that they enjoyed winning on the road in front of the Buffalo Bills fans. They were already a riled up kind of disrespecting the shit out of everybody. <laughs> I think I ran a corner, um, and me and Pat didn't connect on it, and I, I like, was, like, running, trying to, like, slow down and got to the stands, and I just felt everybody's middle finger just right in my face. <laughs> just, f*** you. That's got to be With so a few electric. other words yeah. connected to the f*** you, but it was, uh, it, was, it was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. I enjoyed every bit of it, man. So here's what I referenced. Here's Travis Kelsey uh, saying that he's partially responsible for McCole Hardman's fumble through the end zone. He guys fumbled through the back of the end zone. Dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I I owe McCole a f***ing a, a new car or something. I owe, I owe so much to him, man. Why is that? My block was the one that knocked the ball out. And uh, I've been f***ing sick. I told him I apologized to him every single time I f***ing saw him today. And I'll apologize again, my bad McCole, man. Yeah. My guy's just trying to be great and get the ball in the end zone and I'm thinking it's a it's a speed type speed. We're outside. We're outside. If the guy goes inside, you know what I mean. Yeah, he can't be right if he goes he underneath be, you. And he just uh, he finished the play better than I did, and yeah. um, got a hand on the ball. And man, I owe uh, I owe my guy big time, man. And yeah. um, I feel bad for him, man. There's nothing worse than uh, than than giving up the ball, especially in in a situation, too. When your guy get, causes a fumble, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks, man. For uh, and McCole is. I mean, he's fired up to, to get after it again, though. Jake just shaking his head through no. that whole clip. No, no. Well, I, 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 I'm a, I, what a great teammate. Yeah, right. that's that's stand-up. That's what you do. But no, 
No. First off, uh, Nicole, Nicole trying to be great. You're not great. Just do your job. Don't try to be great. Yeah. Do your job. <laughs> you're, if you're not great, don't try to be great. Be good. That's why you're there. Just be good. And being good would have been not trying to stretch the ball out to get that pile on. Like, I don't know. It, it, I like it. A good job, Travis Kelsey. But no, do your job. If, if you're, if you're, if you want to be great, well, do the good things right. All right, let's let's get into Jason Kelsey. Um, no surprise here. Jason Kelsey said he wanted to have a good time at the game in Buffalo. <laughs> so right away, I reached out to Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, former Bills. Player and uh, Fitz Magic, Fitz Magic, uh, and Eric Wood, and was you know, hey guys, what do I do? Where do I go? And what do I do? Nice. Neither one of those guys are going to steer you wrong. No. And I've met up with Eric Wood at uh, Big Tree Inn, which for those of you that don't know, Big Tree Inn, awesome bar right next to the stadiums, um, is iconic because apparently when Jim Kelly was there, the guys would go when it was two a days. The guys would go to the Big Tree Inn eat lunch, but have a few beers. And I forget the name of the coach at the time, but he used to complain about how bad the second practices were. So in order in order to stop... Uh, why, is it, why is everybody in, so In order to slower. try and get those guys to stop boozing in between practices, they would uh, ship the food to the, stadi- uh, to the stadium. So they'd eat nice. all the food at the stadium. But little did they know that in order to bypass it and still get a little bit of uh, good stuff in them, they would put Rumplements into the dressing containers. So it's still a thing. If you go to the bar and you order a house dressing, they give you a shot of Rumplements. <laughs> great story. Yeah, I just made it to four uh, Super Bowls with that approach. You know? uh, have a couple beers before the second practice. We were, uh, we were wondering about the bowling ball that Jason Kelly was drinking out of. Uh, here he explains. I wanted to take everything off and be out there with the fans. I didn't get to be outside very often. I only hit up a couple of the tailgates really walking into the stadium because it was a cluster. But I did get to see uh, Pinto Ron's tailgate with the bowling ball, did the shot out of the bowling ball. Which, Shout out to Pinto um, Ron, man. No idea what was what, what that liquor was. I didn't ask any questions. Somebody hand you a bowling ball with a shot. The last thing I'm like, oh, is this a, a Crown Royal? Or is what is it? this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> What is this? What is this again? As you hold it, what is this again? I'm not asking any questions. <laughs> I did have to clarify how to drink this. I'm like, do I just put this up to my mouth and self-explanatory, Jason? It's a shot. Uh, it's, it's it's right there in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask no questions. Right. It's, it's right there in the hole. Here, yeah. uh, when the game got going, the party continued in the suite, and I think this is uh, Jason Kelsey talking about. Celebrating uh, Travis Kelsey, one of his touchdowns. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chucking a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. It's correct. This is all accurate. I watched this, and it was pure pandemonium. Just pandemonium, just confusion of who to cheer for. It was a Chiefs touchdown, but it looked well, like everyone. There's a lot of booze. There's a lot of booze. There's a lot of cheers, though, too. I think, I don't know, man. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> this is all just a, it looks like a political campaign. You're just throwing them in one, stop, time, stop. one person at a time. There's nothing political about this. This is just a man in his elements with his Bills Mafia compadres <laughs> enjoying 
the dead of winter. That's what this is. <laughs> I wish I would have stayed out there longer to just in, to actually get my nipples hard enough. You know what I mean? I didn't. They, I wasn't out there long enough you, to really your even get your thermostats the could gauge how my cold thermostats didn't regulate to the temperature. <laughs> they never you, got there. They kind of got shocked and just couldn't. Yeah, it was just a shock to the system. It was nice. Man. I'll tell well, you what, I'll though. You. I jumped out of that box, and I forgot that I've been dealing with an MCL sprain because the moment I landed, my right foot and my knee twisted, and luckily, it's good. It's good. It was just a little. It's It did slip a little bit. Forgot that knee was a little loose. <laughs> the knee wasn't the only thing that was right. a little loose that day. And here, finally, um, it was revealed that uh, Jason Kelsey took a pick with uh, Andy Reid's wife at the game. So let's hear about uh, hear about that. I did a shirtless pick with Tammy Reid. I never thought that happened. To be honest with you, <laughs> I was sitting, I was standing at the front of the suite, thinking, contemplating, should I jump back out of this thing? And all of a sudden, I hear Ky- Kylie's got a whistle, like you're whistling for a taxi. She so can just whip that out. And I look behind. She's like, "Coat, Mrs. Reid," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then we got to chop it up a little bit and. It was awesome. I haven't seen Tammy in a in a minute, so it was great to catch up. Well, he gave you he gave you some other compliments, telling telling everybody he's the best, great kid, great father. Uh, that's the thing I'm most proud of: great wife and kids. Got a little yeah. big rent. All right, now, well, uh, <laughs> after the game, you tweeted um, an amazing quote from Ellie after she yep. saw you on TV. I'm assuming this is a, a, a text from um, Lisa to that's Kylie. Right. Kylie's mom. Yep, Lisa. Nice. Shout out to, Shout out to Little Lisa. Make div. Yeah. Yeah, Lise uh, sent that text to Kai, and Kai showed me, and I immediately thought it was hilarious. Dad's got his boobs out. <laughs> hey, snows out, tits out. That's, that's the model you got to live with. boy. Atta boy. <laughs> there, were, there were a couple things that he also said in there that, that, uh, <laughs> that I really got a kick out of when he was like, yeah, I'm not even asking permission. You know, I'm just, this is happening. And uh, boy. Kylie says, his wife said, you know, you're you're going to be meeting Taylor for the first time. Why don't you make a good impression? And he's like, "I, well, I was blacked out drunk the first time I met you, and we got married. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> so there's some highlights. Part of the Kelsey the, charm. Yeah. From the New Heights podcast with uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. We'll be back into this on WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. We also caught up with Chiefs right tackle, Jawan Taylor, in the locker room. He'll have, obviously have to have a good game if the Chiefs uh, hope to win and hope to be productive against this uh, terrific Baltimore Ravens defense. Here is uh, Juwan Taylor in the ro- locker room yesterday. Hi, what's it been like? It's bitter cold. You had some snow, no rain, I guess. In the forecast, getting warmer for you, though. Yes, right? uh, it's finally getting warmer. Uh, that's also a plus. But uh, it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride so far. You guys seem to really embrace that road environment last last week. What, what was it about it that, that made that so? Uh, it was electric, man. Shout out to the Bills fans, man. They came and showed up big for them, and uh, it was a fun, fun environment to play in. You're a big body. Did you catch some snowballs? Did you get by something? Nah, I didn't get hit by one, but uh, I seen after the game they was throwing a couple. <laughs> yeah. So you guys locked in, you know, with with the difficult environment. 
coming, so no, no penalties, no sacks. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? Uh, just a week of preparation um, and great coaching, man. We uh, we just take pride in our work during the week, and uh, we go hard throughout the week to uh, be able to make the game on Sunday easier. How would you describe the difference in the postseason around here compared to what the regular season was like? Um, the intensity, man. The intensity definitely picks up. Um, everybody definitely gets a little more focused, and, uh, you know, we got that one common goal, so everybody's just trying to attack every day. And just for you personally, you could have gone anywhere. You come here, mm-hmm. uh, get ready to play in the AFC Championship game. How, how does that feel? feels amazing. Uh, that's one of the reasons I came here, man. Uh, you know, they won a lot of games, and it's, it's a great program, great culture here, so I definitely want to be a part of it. You guys got the ground game rolling in that game against Buffalo. As an offensive lineman, how fun is that? Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. <laughs> take a lot of pride in the run game, man, and uh, we definitely prepare very hard with Coach Hecker during the week and uh, Coach Matei, man, and they do a great job with us, making sure we're ready to go. This Ravens defense you're going up against are the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They get a lot of sacks, turnovers. Right. What impresses you the most about them as you look at them from an offensive lineman standpoint? A relentless group, man. A great group of guys, man. They definitely go hard and they play hard for one another, so uh, we definitely got a handful. What have you seen uh, from your offensive side of the ball as far as uh, since Cincinnati? You guys moving the ball more, getting into the red zone now. Mm-hmm. What have you seen since that time with this team? Um, we're just starting to click more offense. Uh, we're starting to finally put things together and uh, we're starting to gel more and uh, I think just the work that we've been doing throughout the week and getting used to playing with one another and things like that has been working. Do you feel like you guys have been improving every single week since then? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely feel like we've been improving. Uh, you know, we still got more work to do, but uh, definitely been improving. We hear about playoff Pat a lot. I mean, he obviously is great in the regular season, but it seems like he even takes it up a notch in the postseason. Absolutely. Now that you've been playing in front of him for a couple of playoff games, what do you notice it? Do you notice oh, yeah. Pat? Oh, yeah, I notice it, man. I, I notice it in practice, too, man. Just a week of preparation. Great guy, great teammate to play with. What do you notice? Like, what's different? Just the intensity. I, be, I said that's my word of the year this year, just intensity, man. It, it's picked up a lot, and, uh, you know, everybody just takes a lot of pride in the work throughout the week. Can, can you hear it in the huddle, see it in the huddle, look in his yeah, eye? Yeah, the look in the eye, man. It's a fire, man. You see the fire in his eye every time, so, uh, you know, it's fun. Contagious? Oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody feeds off their energy every day. Yeah. You touched on this, Juwan, but just kind of eliminate the mistakes yeah. uh, from penalties and drop yeah. mid-falls and everything like that. How has that kind of improved as well over the past Oh, uh, it's improved for sure, man. Uh, you know, we, we definitely got more work to do, but uh, we definitely just try to take pride in that, making sure we're doing the right things and doing our job, and uh, everybody just got to execute, uh, you know, all 11 guys, so we know that. I know this is the reason you said you came here to play Thank in the you. AFC Championship game, but what's it like being able to play in the AFC Championship It's amazing, man. Uh, being here, being in this position, uh, you know, we worked our butt off all year, man, to get here, and, uh, you know, just reaping the benefits of the hard work is fun. Thank you. Appreciate you. Funny about a bunch of tight ends on the field. Yeah. Uh, I guess what does that do for you guys? How do you think it's helped? Uh, it's amazing, man. We got a lot of weapons, man, and uh, a lot of guys who go hard for us, and uh, we got a great group of guys. How does that help the run game, just to get big bodies on some small ones? Uh, it helps a lot, man. Uh, you know, they take a lot of pride in the run game as well, and, uh, you know, we definitely make sure we're doing what we need to do on, during the week uh, to prepare for the run game. Awesome, man. Thank, Appreciate it. Thank you. That was uh, Juwan Taylor, Chiefs right tackle, speaking with us in the locker room yesterday. Coming up, we'll talk to Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, uh, Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, Gary Dieter, Anthony Sherman, and Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Man, these K-State fans are hot. I'm reading some comments on social media about that loss to Iowa State last night and the conduct of some of the Iowa State fans throwing stuff at the K-State bench and saying some things. I saw a video of uh, Jerome Tang, look like Aaron T.J. Otzelberger out. In the uh, in the line after the game, complaining about the officiating, <clears throat> a lot a lot a lot to unpack there, man. It was a it was a really close game. It was tied um, with not very much. I don't know, maybe two three minutes left, and then 
Iowa State went on an 8 nothing run. Jerome Tang got teed up because of a very questionable call that went against K-State. They had a couple calls down the stretch that really, in particular, went against them. Um, so there were... You know, yeah, there were there were unhappy fans and people covering the team about some of the officiating decisions down the stretch. And the fan conduct, did you see any there? Um, yeah, I mean, I saw the video of the fans that were kind of taunting him after he got the technical, and um, I, at least I, I don't know specifically what he was airing out T.J. Otzelberger in the handshake line, but there was something, and um, I saw a couple people that cover K State saying that it was about uh, maybe fans throwing stuff at the K-State bench. Can't do it. You can't do that. No, no. You know? Yeah, I, and I didn't see any video of that. I don't know I don't know what they were throwing or, or if that's true. I just saw that that was being tweeted by some people. Obviously, Jerome Tang was pretty upset about something. He wouldn't say after the game in specific what it was. He said he was going to keep that between he and T.J. Otzelberger, but... He said that Otzelberger was going to look into the situation. All right, we'll take a break. We'll have Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB.